Well, what inspired me to start streaming And hello, everybody. So, before we begin, I just want to say that this is just the highlights. This is not the actual recording. If you want to see the actual raw recording and all that, I can post it on here later on, in a far later stage, uh, likely after I'm done with all the interviews, or I can put it on another channel. Either way, if I can, I'm going to be giving it to the person who I do the interview with, because it's their interview with me. Um, so go check them out if you want the actual footage before it gets posted on here. In fact, even if it's on here already, go check them out anyways, because they're they're good at what they do. Go check out their footage, because I'm interviewing them for a reason. I'm interviewing them because they're actually good at what they do. And frankly, I find that they actually care about the people that everything goes on for. That they give their content to. Their product. Whatever it is. And usually they have some kind of talent. Whether it be their voice. Their music. Their content. Their art. Whatever it be. They have some kind of talent. That I think. Is worth checking out. So. Without any further ado. Here's the recording. Or at least the highlights. I'll see you there. I had a lot of free time on my hands, so I would sit around and watch a lot of YouTube and stuff like that. And then I kept hearing people talking about, follow me on Twitch and stuff like that, because I was watching a lot of gameplay videos and stuff. And I originally wanted to start my own YouTube channel doing movie reviews and that kind of thing. But then you started hearing about all the people and stuff like that to get their stuff taken down for like copyright issues and that kinds of things. Also, side settle that with the fact that I have no idea how video editing works. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then I just kind of was like, huh. And then I started watching stuff on Twitch and I started watching a lot of game streamers and stuff like that on Twitch. And there were a couple of them that started talking about how they would kind of be coaching other people and stuff like that, starting their own streaming channels and things like that. So kind of as time went on, I started listening to like a lot of stream coaches and stuff like that. And then kind of taking notes and kind of learning things as I kind of went along. And then eventually I just kind of decided that I wanted to start doing it. Pretty much I was also on house arrest. Um, oh. oh, yeah. So I was on house arrest for a DUI from like, oh, August till October. So I really had nothing to do. Yeah. So I couldn't really leave the house or anything like that. So it gave me a lot of time on my hands to do a lot of research and stuff like that. And I think it was right around the time when Fallout 76 came out. I decided, I was like, well, actually, no, because the Fallout 76 beta for the PlayStation actually started on my birthday. So I was like, huh, I was like, let's start this bad boy off with a birthday stream. And of course, you know, like two people showed up. <laughs> so starting out with Fallout 76 might have not been the best idea in retrospective, but here we are. I mean, we're still going strong. I don't know what in October, so that's all about nine months, eight or nine months at this point. So yeah <laughs> so i just kind of jumped right into it i kind of got myself an idea of what i wanted the channel to be about and then i started moving on from there i mean the original idea was just to start doing it to get comfortable with video editing and recording and that kind of thing kind of developing my kind of on-air personality and then uh eventually kind of start doing stuff on youtube but then i started spending more and more time on twitch 
And uh, yeah, man, I started meeting a lot of people and stuff like that. And then things started taking off. I took some breaks here and there and stuff like that around the holidays. And then uh, I think after New Year's, yeah, after the New Year was winter time. So I was pretty much working a part-time work schedule. So then I was like, huh. So I really started to lean into it and do some upgrades and stuff like that behind the scenes. Like obviously like a lot of people, I kind of started just streaming with my laptop that I had sitting around at the time and using like the little PlayStation remote play to get all my gameplay because I didn't have a capture card. I was just using like my headset that I had at the time, which is like one, just like some random one, like I got from Target or something like that, nothing special. And then, you know, as I kind of moved along, then came like the capture card and then I got myself like a better microphone and stuff like that and just kind of build it up from there. And then I just kind of started looking for more horror games and stuff like that to kind of play. So, I mean, I originally wanted to have my horror themed channel on YouTube. And uh, so that was the idea. That's where kind of like a lot of the original ideas came from. I think I started out playing a lot of Seven Days to Die, which is also what the streamers, I was watching Shadow Fox. Yes. She's a female streamer. She also does stream coaching and she'd have like her Ask Me Anything days like on Tuesdays or Wednesdays where she would just invite people on. It would be like a just chatting stream. And she'd be giving people advice on how to start the channel and stuff like that, how to start building a community and things like that. And I originally so, just started watching her. Yeah. So, sorry. Uh, so, kind of like what uh, me and Carl were doing on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Sweet. Yeah. So, like, I was just kind of watching her and stuff like that. And then I got, originally started out with, like, oh, I was like, well, this chick's playing um, Seven Days to Die and stuff like that. And at the time, I was watching a lot of art streams and things like that. Because you can actually find people that do, like, professional comic book art and stuff like that. Yeah. And that stuff's pretty relaxing to watch on stream. But then they kind of split up the creative channel like into a couple of different things like that so then I kind of started to shift away from that into doing mostly games and stuff like that and then yes like I started off kind of like recording some videos and stuff like that from seven days to die off the PlayStation 4 and then yeah I'd say like in about January February I kind of got myself a new desktop PC and then I've been slowly making upgrades to the stream and stuff like that and then I started branching out into different games and stuff like that but in the beginning yeah it was a lot of seven days to die a lot of uh, Dead by Daylight, kind of horror-themed kind of games, which what I really enjoy and stuff like that, like old Resident Evil games and things like that. And yeah, it just kind of took off from there, or at least took off to the point where we're at now. <laughs> yeah. And may I say that where you are now is, frankly, in my opinion, amazing, considering, uh, if, if you guys don't know, Groovy Fox is probably one of my favorite streamers right now. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Well, I mean, it's the truth, though. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you don't gotta lay it on too thick. I mean, I'm already here in the interview. I appreciate it, though. But yeah, man, I was just talking to Owl earlier, one of the mods, obviously, you know her. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we, we're building up. We've definitely, especially even in the last few months, like, we're they're definitely building up a lot more people that are just going to come in to hang out. I started up the Discord just to have something for voice chat. <laughs> and I didn't really intend to really invite other people to it. And then the next thing I know, I have people asking me to come to the Discord and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, I got, I'm actually really lucky to actually have a community that actually gives me a lot of input and stuff like that. And by figuring, oh, yeah, definitely. figuring out what you guys like and what works with you guys really has a lot more in the deciding factors as to what we do in the channel moving forward and stuff like that. I'd like to get your guys' input 
<laughs> I like to gauge how uncomfortable I can make some people in chat. <laughs> that's my gauge of success and stuff like that. I figure the more I lean into it, the more uncomfortable some people get. I was like, I'm doing something right because the people keep coming back after that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Now, what do you think was your greatest challenge inside of this? Oh, the greatest challenge, hands down. Well, <sighs> well, I, doesn't the, sound like hands down. Yeah, the greatest challenge, hands down, was actually turning yourself from being like an infro- introvert for someone like me that was sitting around playing video games by themselves to being a kind of gamer that you start narrating your own gameplay and stuff like that, or trying to develop a little bit of an on-air personality or kind of a style of how you like to do things and how you like things to be. But then you, when you don't know a lot of people, like I don't, not part of a lot of gaming teams or gaming communities, I kind of just jumped right into it with like nobody to follow except for maybe like two or three people that came from like a mobile game or something like that and uh, trying to build it up from ground zero. But then that's where Discord came in because I was trying all these different things to get the channel going, not knowing people, getting people to come and watch the channel like on Facebook and stuff like that. And then uh, once we started getting into like the Defiance Discord and meeting those people over there, uh, that's where it definitely made all the difference. People actually would start coming to the stream. A lot of others, I could kind of, sometimes I think of myself as a streamer as a streamer because most of the people that end up coming into the chat are streamers themselves or aspiring streamers and things like that. So, you know, it's pretty fun. But yeah, definitely at first, the first challenge is just kind of, figuring out what you want your stream to be like and kind of developing a personality or just the way of carrying yourself that's going to want make people want to come in especially as someone that really just sat there with not a lot to say in the real world a lot of people would call make the mistake of considering me a quiet person (laughs) (laughs) oh no but that's just because I don't know what my limitations with them are and I don't want them to get rubbed the wrong way. So until I know them really well, I'm usually sitting there just kind of gauging things by what they're saying. <laughs> but uh, that's really not the case because once I get going, it's hard to get me to shut up. So, <laughs> yeah. Not to mention, um, when I first came in, I just didn't say anything for a little while. And then all of a sudden, I just saw this and I'm like, yes we're doing this and then eventually join the discord with you instead of a call you're like oh my god you're so different than what i thought you'd be like oh no yeah yeah it's uh like for me i mean a lot some some streamers will just uh, i mean <laughs> it sounds kind of funny some streamers can just be themselves <laughs> i try to put on like a little bit of a character because uh you know i'm not constantly going around making dick jokes and stuff like that in real life so you know <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you know, it was a, it was, it was a, <laughs> yeah. So, but no, it's, I mean, there's a lot of different facets to it. Like that's when uh, oh, what we were playing Paladins the other week, and then it, it was one of the after dark streams, so it was getting later into the night, <laughs> and things were getting pretty raunchy because after I would say like the first hour or so, my filter starts to fade away, and then I just start saying whatever I feel like. <laughs> And uh, whatever comes to mind first. Whatever comes to mind, yeah. And then, uh, but at the same time, it didn't take anything to really switch gears. And then it's like you start having people come in and want to start talking about serious topics, which is the real meat of Twitches. It's about making the relationships with people. Like, uh, I forget what I was playing at some point. And it got to the point where the, I think there was like 12 people in my chat. 
and I was able to pretty much stop playing the game and we we're all just talking about stuff in real life and stuff like that just real life experiences and it wasn't even like something that was funny or trying to portray an on-stream character or anything like that it was just real people having a real conversation and then after like half an hour 45 minutes or so I realized I was like man these people aren't leaving <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, this is pretty cool. And that's where kind of light bulb went off in my head. I was like, wait a second. I was like, you hear people say it's not about the gameplay. It's about building a community. And I'm like, oh, well, sure. <laughs> sure it is. It's about gameplay and getting donations. But then I was like, no, I was like, people actually, a lot of people are coming on there to find people to talk to and stuff like that, especially in the smaller communities. So then that really kind of gave the light bulbs off in my head. And I was like, you know, I can actually treat people like family. And uh, a lot of people really like that and respond to that. And one of the things that kind of helped me start moving towards that is I usually had, like, I would say, around like Resident Evil Remake came out back in like February, March. Like my channel wasn't really growing anywhere. I think I was still at like four or five months into streaming, like less than like 30 people that were following the channel. And uh, I was like, okay, I was like, so at that point, I was literally just kind of having the stream going just so my brother and like my one friend could sit there and talk to me while they were watching me playing the Resident Evil remake. And uh, it was pretty cool. But I was talking to them like people that I'd known forever. Like I was just someone that didn't really have to put anything on, didn't really have to come up with a character or anything. I just talked to these people like they were old friends and family. And other people started kind of coming in and they started really responding to that because I would start talking to them like they were friends and family and stuff like that. And that's where I really started to get a good handle on trying to bring people in and stuff like that. That's where everything started to build off from that point. And then things started to really grow for the channel. Yeah. Uh, a lot of this has been covered, by the way, for people who don't know. Uh, if you haven't already seen it, go check out the interview with Carl because we talk about a lot of streaming tips uh, for communication and all that and status and where people come from and all that and how it actually uh, helps with everything. So, uh, yeah, what you were saying earlier about, oh, my God, talking to people actually helps instead of makes it worse or does nothing or anything like that. Yeah, because uh, what me and Carl like to call dead air, dead air. Yeah. did an example where saying like if we stop talking for like five minutes uh our people won't know what to do are they gonna leave or are they gonna fast forward for another like yeah, five it, minutes or so or what's going to happen yeah because it's a difference between live content or something like youtube it's like you can't kind of speed can't speed forward through the live content it's got to get filled by something whether you're going to narrate the game or you're just talking about what's going on in the game, or you're going to read the character voices in some goofy voice or something like that. You kind of have to find something that'll fill that spot. Like people, I think Shadow Fox will talk about this. It's like you've got like maybe like 15 seconds to say something or do something that's going to make somebody not click away to like the next channel. So if you're just sitting there with the camera pointing at your forehead <laughs> and not saying anything, people aren't going to want to hang out. But then again, there's, I mean, in my opinion, there's two kinds of stream. Well, generally like two kinds of streamers there's streamers that are really good at the game like the ninjas and stuff like that don't really have to read the chat because their chat's so huge anyway and then there's people that are on the small side that they might not or people that might not be that good at a game but the entertainment value that comes in comes from their interaction with the chat and stuff like that hmm. so there's yeah. those two kinds of streamers just in a general sense 
And when you're small, you definitely have to bring something because there's so many small streamers out there and everybody's trying to start up and start to build their following and stuff like that. So you got to do something that'll keep people's attention or make you stand out a little bit. And, you know, it's really hard. It can be really hard at first trying to kind of figure out exactly what you want that to be. And uh, that could definitely be a challenge, too, when you first start out. But having the dead air, that, that that's no good. That's not entertaining for anybody. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, what's your favorite thing about streaming and YouTube and all this? Oh, well, YouTube is a little bit different than streaming. But as far as Twitch goes, it's definitely meeting the people and getting the reactions from people. I mean, yeah. you, you've seen my streams. You know that if I think oh, something's yeah. funny, like I will drive that joke way into the ground <laughs> oh yeah i realize that yeah i'll just take something and i'll just keep running with it and see how far i can get or just keep building on it like push like having like a bowler that's just kind of building something up as it's going downhill collecting more and more stuff so oh, yeah. that's probably one of my favorite things meeting all meeting different people and also realizing i was like okay so i'm in my early 30s so I'm assuming like when I start streaming that, you know, my demographics are going to be 25 to 35 year old guys and that would pretty much be it. But then as I start getting more into streaming, I'm realizing I'm getting people that are saying that they're my favorite. I'm your favorite streamer. And these people, they're 22 year old women, 40 year old mothers, people from other countries, people that are yeah. a old man, what? all sorts of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all sorts of people. And I didn't realize how wide the net on Twitch would really be. And there's a lot of people out there that have really interesting stories and stuff like that once you get to know them. So you start building your community, you start getting involved in other communities, and you just meet like a lot of really, really interesting people. Like ZPN's great between his art, between his art oh, streams yeah. and just how down to earth he is as a person. Not to mention the fact that him and I have a pretty similar taste in games and stuff like that. So usually if he's playing something, then usually it's something that I wouldn't mind playing myself. And even besides from that, like his art streams are great. And it's like, it's like a kind of like a hidden gem because it's like at the surface, you're thinking it's like, okay, what's this channel about? What's this guy doing? But like, once you start to get it, you realize I was like, there's a lot of different shades to what's going on with some of these streamers. And those are the really, really interesting people that really start developing their own following and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, Let's see. Out of all the games that you've played mm -hmm. and covered and everything, doesn't even have to be ones that you've streamed and all that. What do you think is your favorite Ooh, one? My favorite game I would say probably to play on stream is 70s to Die, probably hands down. It's Minecraft, but with zombies. <laughs> so I love me some oh. horror games and stuff like that. And usually if there's any, like I love zombie movies, things like The Walking Dead, Night of the Living Dead. Anything that's got zombies in it, I'll yeah. usually watch it, even if it's terrible. Because the good thing about those, most of the time, it's the zombies are just a plot device. Though what you're really looking for is the human element, which is why The Walking Dead works. Because the human drama is such a high-level drama that the zombies are really there in the background most of the time. And it's not really a show about zombies, but a show about human interactions. So you take a great game that has a good foundation like Minecraft, where you can explore and you can build... And you add zombies to that, and then it takes something that, you know, on the surface is kind of like almost a game, kind of childish, though I know it really isn't. But then you kind of add zombies to that and stuff like that, and it kind of becomes a survival game, a crafting game, an exploring game. It's like a little bit of everything, even though it doesn't really have much of a 
cohesive storyline or really any central storyline to it. I would say that that's probably my favorite yeah. game outside of some of the retro games that I've played like decades ago. I mean, I'd love to get playing some of the Metal Gear Solid yeah. games and stuff like that on the stream, but we'll get to that eventually. Now, there's a game that I'm creating, and it's uh, very similar to another game that I think you might enjoy if you haven't already played it. It's called Layers of Fear. That's the right? one. It's like the first person game where you're, there's like the haunted pictures or something. I know I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a really cool game. And uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I think I mentioned this on my podcast with Arflick. Uh, I'm creating yeah. a game currently, and it's a horror game as well. And uh, it's somewhat like the the game Layers of Fear, except it's based on writing. It's a completely different mansion, a different storyline, obviously, but that's what inspired me to create a horror game. And so that that game, Layers of Fear, has one, amazing graphics, especially for its time, two, an amazing storyline yeah. as well. And it's amazing what it does as well, because you you never think that for no enemies, no zombies, no monsters or anything like that, seeing that something like that yeah. wouldn't be scary until you realize oh my god it's the atmosphere of the game that gives you the fear there's no jump scares in there it's also the fact that you're stuck in there you can't get out it's like insanity yeah. and everything it's kind of like the game Doki Doki Literature Club but it's out of another sense where there's nothing there that's actually yeah. trying to hurt you more of you can't yes. quite escape no that definitely sounds pretty interesting sounds a little bit like a like Alan Wake, I just heard that the people that like they got the IP for that back, so it's going to be coming to multiple platforms. But the game is just all about kind of like exploring this small town where this evil entity has lured this writer into the small town because it wants to find creative people that can kind of tell its story, which can help expand its influence out beyond the small town into the real world. So it's like one part Twin Peaks, like one part Silent Hill. Like it's a very interesting game, but it's very psychological and very atmospheric to it and that's really what makes the game kind of stand out and i mean this is like a game that's been out probably for like 10 years on the xbox it's a great game but it kind of had a limited audience because i don't think it's really made it to any of the new been ported to any of the new consoles or anything like that but that'll be changing <laughs> so oh yeah hmm. now let's see if you had to describe what you do in one word or phrase, what would it be? Oh, I entertain people. <laughs> oh, that's that's. Uh, the I phrase. entertain people. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If I had to put it down in like, just like a small sentence, I entertain people online. <laughs> I take something that can usually be an antisocial thing, like sitting in a room by yourself and playing a game, and turn it into a community experience where people can kind of interact with it a little bit more, interact with you a little bit more. And just kind of have fun with it. But I like making people laugh. So that's my biggest thing. I've always liked making people laugh. So I think I kind of took that from growing up in the early 90s with the Jim Carrey heyday and just being as ridiculous as you can and just trying to be off the wall and that kind of thing. And then that stuff definitely had a big kind of impact and influence on me kind of growing up from a young adult. And I just kind of took it with me. And yeah, I mean, I try to entertain people i love i just like making people laugh so if there's anything i can do to get a laugh out of somebody or make somebody feel a little bit better or make somebody forget about something that might be going on in their lives even just for like a little bit like that to me is the 
biggest reward. That's the most important thing about what we're doing here on the channel. So. Yeah, yeah. And frankly, I know it sounds like everybody does it, but there's some people who say that they do it, but don't actually tell the truth. But personally, yeah. I've seen you stream. I talk to you in and out of stream. And I know that you mean what you say when you say that you actually I just help want people. To help people. It's like I said, if I can bring people to, because I mean, I I don't have any, I don't, <laughs> I don't have friends in real life. Most of the, my friends have gone to move from like high school and stuff like that. I've kind of moved on, and I might talk to them here and there on Facebook. I don't really interact with them anymore. So taking something like playing video games and stuff like that. And turning like a game where it would be Resident Evil, for example, you're sitting there kind of maybe with the lights down by yourself playing this game and turning it into something kind of completely different or something that other people can interact with without actually having any real multiplayer element to it. It's definitely something that's interesting to me. And yeah, I mean, I try to treat you guys, everybody in the stream, I try to treat them like a family member. So I want everybody to feel better about themselves. If there's anything I can do to listen to somebody or help somebody out, like I'll go out of my way to do it as long as it's within my realm of capability to be able to do it. But yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, a lot of people want to try to help and I always want to try to do more. I always want to try to find out more stuff that I can do for people. So then we just kind of get more people in there, get more people's perspectives and opinions and stuff like that. And then just make something that it'll just draw more and more people in and, it's great, man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So now we've reached the point where we're out of written questions. <laughs> so now you can either turn the tables and start interviewing me. We can just talk for a while. We can do both, I guess. Uh, whatever you want to do, we can do. All right. Well, I guess. So what made you want to start the podcast and start talking to people and stuff like that? Well, personally, for me, and that's actually a pretty good question because I don't think anyone's really asked that yet unless I'm just forgetful and yeah. crazy. But uh, the reason why I actually made this podcast originally is because I've been wanting to do it for a long mm -hmm. time. I just, for one, never really got around to it. Not to mention, I can't really play games all too well. So all I really have is my voice. Yeah. And so just talking to someone alone, you're going to run out of topics almost instantly. But if you're talking to other people, you're going to get infinite amounts of topics. You're going to get, have so many things that you can talk about because every person is different. Every person has a yeah. story. And so when I interview the people, when I have a podcast and all this, and I do my own thing as well as other people like talking to them and all that, you get so many more topics. And not to mention, ever since I was very little, I've wanted to yeah. help people in any way possible. I've wanted to make them laugh. I've wanted to deal with their problems. Hell, I still want to deal with other people's problems before yeah. I die. And it's a problem that I've had for a long time. And not, not necessarily a problem, I guess. It's almost like a coping mechanism. Yeah. An attribute to me. Yeah, because yeah, it's definitely good if you can and try to get out of your head and try to help somebody out or give them a little bit more perspective into something that they might be going with. I mean, it's always sending makes people feel like then take something that might be something that's just your problem and get other people to help you out with it and then take some of the burden off so yeah i mean i definitely can understand where you're coming from there that's one of the same reasons why i like to help people out i tell people all the time or, or i tell people that some of the people that i know pretty personally 
You know, usually when I can't make myself feel better about something, I try making somebody else laugh about something because if I know I can't feel better about something, but I can make somebody else's day a little bit brighter or give them something to kind of laugh about, then that might be the only thing that can take me out of my head at the moment. And sometimes I can't do that, but when I can, it usually works out pretty well for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And personally, I can understand yeah. that as well. Um, yeah. As I said earlier, I like helping other people. And that's mainly because I've had yes. a rough time. And if I can help people avoid that path of having that rough time, I feel like I can be used for something. I can be useful to that person and I can help them in any way that, that yeah. they need. Sorry about my stroke there. Yeah. Man. I mean, yeah, that's uh, rough, man. But yeah, basically, the podcast is a way of giving some sort of entertainment or comedy or some kind to the people that want to listen that need it the most. Yeah, no, I definitely understand. I know exactly where you're coming from on that one then. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so and then another thing, I guess when go lay down doggies. Well, like one of the things that I'm trying to, my dogs are here, I'm trying to get up in my lap while I'm sitting here talking. I don't want to be in the air conditioning up in here. It's supposed to be in the back where there's no cool air. But yeah, I would say that one of the things that I've tried doing with the stream is from the beginning, I'm trying to build my own kind of online brand so then I can do the things like I always wanted to do. That it's like before, it's like, how do you build something and kind of put it out there for other people to experience and interact with? And I mean, before the internet age where every YouTubes and Twitch and all that kind of thing, it was like there was no real way to put something out there, maybe outside of like public broadcasting channels or things like that. So it's like, how do you become a TV star? Well, in the modern age, you can make your own Twitch, you can make your own YouTube, you can make something where people can come and interact with you and be part of what you're doing and build up from there. So... Hmm. That's something that I really enjoy about it. So as we're trying to kind of build up my own little brand and stuff like that, I mean, I personally, like I come from a small business family. So I know some streamers are there for fun and, you know, some some streamers are there for fun and some of them are there for business or trying to build their own kind of streaming business. And I like to have a lot of fun and I like to help people. But at the same time, I also trying to build my own streaming business or content creation business that's why I have the YouTube and stuff like that. We're slowly building that up too now. And uh, yeah, so like I was always been involved and always kind of had that mindset of like, okay, so here's what you want to do. Here's the work that you're going to have to put into it. And a lot of people, you might see not, I mean, we might, I don't know if we've ever had these conversations or you've heard me have these conversations, but a lot of people don't realize how business forward I kind of look at things on the backside of the streams and all that kind of stuff I mean a lot of times I kind of fall ass backwards into the branding and stuff like that like my initials are GF so uh, and I decided to make my horror themed channel I was like all right well I need to come up with a new online identity because I'd had the same one since like the early days of Xbox 360 where with Xbox Live so i started making up my own thing and then i was like okay so i'm starting getting into twitter and that kind of thing and i'm like oh well i love evil dead i was like let's go follow bruce campbell and what's bruce campbell's name on uh on twitter it's groovy bruce and then i'm like well there you go i was like my initials are already gf and i like foxes 
So now I was like, all right, so we're going to be, we'll do the Groovy Fox. We'll see how far that gets us. <laughs> so, you know, you take like a little bit of somebody else's brand recognition and stuff like that. And then it also ties in pretty well to the horror themes of the channel, which is pretty strong. We play a lot of horror games and stuff like that. And it kind of brings in a little bit of those fan bases and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I love a lot of the horror stuff that's on YouTube. I think, uh, who, who, would, who do we like to watch? I like to watch Stitch, Stitch, Stitch Together Productions, the Maniacal Cinephile. He doesn't do stuff anymore. But he was another one that I really started to watch a lot of because he would do boots to like, a horror themed YouTuber. But his character that he kind of built up with, his character was Andy and he was an escaped mental mental patient. So like he's got his long hair, yeah, oh. with bandages all over his face. It's like you can't see his face, but he also has good Andy, which is like him up close to the camera with a red light on and like this deep bass voice. And he has bad Andy, which is like pushed back where he has like a little like teddy bear with him. And it's like this little child version. So he's got like his good side and his bad side and he would do boots to reboots and then his boots to reboots would be he'd do like a review and talk about this movie let's uh, say no friday the 13th or pet cemetery they said that reboot and then he would be which one's better the original one and he'd do like a quick rundown of both of the movies and kind of compare where he thought each one was a little bit stronger and then at the end of the video he would take the the dvd and whichever one was the inferior one it would get the boot so then he'd take his big old industrial size rave boot and then just smash the dvd at like the end of the video and stuff like that and i was like looking at this and i was like i mean i don't not something that i could do exactly like that but i was like it's like a one-man crew and he's putting on his own he's got his own character he's got his own show he's one actor and he plays multiple characters in the same video clips and I was like, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> I was like, because this guy's taking something that's relatively basic and he's not only taking the thing of like being a horror show host, but he's also turned like this, like he's got his own characters and stuff like that. There's a, what's another one? Dr. Wolfiela is fantastic. <laughs> it's like a guy in a werewolf mask with his goofy Skeletor voice. And I'm pretty sure he, he started oh. out by just recording himself in a chair with the mask on and just pantomiming and not even using his dialogue. But because you can't see the mouth moving, he can take that footage of him sitting in the chair and just add his own dialogue to it and edit it together. So like, you'll see like the same introduction of him sitting in the chair and him like pointing to the camera and you'll see it like in every other video, but the dialogue for it every time will be completely different. And over the years, he's kind of like now he has his own sidekick character, Goulash, which is the actual guy who runs the channel. And then he does a different voice for that, which is more of like a gravelly kind of motion lack kind of voice where Dr. Wolfie is more like, greetings, I'm Dr. Wolfie, blah, 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 blah. Welcome back to the Wolfie And like, well, you know, on Goulash, he's kind of like almost a little bit of like a mad scientist kind of character. And then Goulash is his creation. But you know, like he's kind of branched out. And now he even has things where he uses one of the programs and actually has his own little animated version of himself where he can record it. And it will actually make the mouth move like a little cartoon. But he's great because he's got like a 30 minute review of the live action Scooby-Doo movie on there, which is pretty, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, no. So it's pretty interesting. So you've got this guy that's just ripping into this movie while at the same time talking about how much he actually loves like Hanna-Barbera cartoons and stuff like that. And it's pretty interesting. So like I would watch people like that and I'd be like, you know, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something similar to that. But how do I go about making a character? Because also at the beginning of everything, I was pretty worried about putting myself in front of the camera because I'm not a hugely social person. <laughs> I was like, I kind of yeah. want to create my own persona. But then I kind of put YouTube on the back burner for a little bit. And then I switched over to Twitch where I could try to make my own character, kind of try to find my own personality while being on air. And then I realized, I was like, well, if I'm going to be on Twitch, it's a lot easier to grow being on camera and doing all that stuff and having all those bells and whistles. And then I just got more and more comfortable with it. And then the more comfortable I got with everything and the more success I found, the more fearless that I got. And then it's just like that all just starts rolling and it just keeps going and you don't look back. So then I would say what were we at about the six month point into Twitch. And then I finally started my official YouTube channel. And at this point, it's more or less just basic trailer reactions and movie reviews. But uh, I kind of looking at things like that's the first generation of things that I'm doing. Like I just got my, I guess, got some green screen stuff set up. So like I might do some stuff with green screen in the future, you know, and then the second generation of the reviews, I might actually use actual movie footage. So instead of it just being a talking head straight at the camera kind of movie review, I might actually do the thing where you splice in the clips from the movie and stuff like that. So that'll be like the second generation, but that'll probably be me talking about older horror movies or obscure horror movies or movies that I just like that not a lot of people might watch or people movies that I like that people might not like that much. And I just talk about how much I like them and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to moving forward with that and doing some more different stuff and then figuring out how it all fits into the branding. So it's like, I've got a bit of a lowbrow kind of comedy there. So I would say, so what do we have? Like for trailer reviews, I'm probably going to put it in a playlist called Groovy's Trailer Park. <laughs> and then I like horror movies and stuff like that. And it's got the whole alliteration thing. So we'll probably have Groovy's Grindhouse probably for reviews for older horror movies and stuff like that and i'm still trying to develop that kind of personality and that kind of style over on youtube because twitch is pretty for me anyway it's pretty straightforward and pretty much not exactly a one-on-one but almost like you know it's like a one-on-one except the audience is one person <laughs> one on one 15 yeah on a good night <laughs> oh, yeah Now, so you said that you, did you know ZPN before Defiance? No, No, I just, one of these days, I saw him in Defiance and then I saw that he was doing the art streams and I started hanging out on his art streams because I think it was off on Saturdays for like a few months. So I would be hanging out there while I was working on stuff or hanging out there, networking with people and stuff like that. And then he's good people. So like once he started to recognize me and started to come back to my streams and stuff like that i started to get to know him better and you know i like to be when i can i can be like to be personable with people i've got no problems i tell people all the time my dms are open if you ever want to talk about anything that's not a specifically stream related thing or something like that then uh yeah that's what it's there for and i'm 
I'm better at dealing with other people's problems, as I'm sure you can relate to dealing with other people's problems, it feels like, than dealing with my own. So I tried to give him support and stuff like that when he had some people trolling in and stuff like trying to troll him. And he seemed to really appreciate it and stuff like that. And we just got to get, know each other a lot better. Plus, it helps when you got, like, like the same kinds of games and have the same kinds of opinions on the state of gaming and where everything's going and stuff yeah. like that. So now, I mean, I don't really, I don't think I know anybody. <laughs> I don't know anybody personally, and I didn't really know any of them before. Maybe meet some people that I might have seen from Facebook, Twitch groups and stuff like that. I start to recognize them, I think, who... Like Koda, I recognize. De Cahoon, I recognize from being in some of those Facebook groups. Because that's how I found Carl. That's how I found the Defiance Discord. I saw him and putting his link up. And I was like, well, I was I was in a couple of discords for like some of the art streamers. And I had my own. Like I said, I originally started it for... It's originally called the Groovy Fox Show, which was what I was going to go for the YouTube but we switched it over to Groovy Fox TV and I might switch over to all of my stuff to Groovy Fox TV just so it's more cohesive. And then... Uh, Wait, you have another channel? Uh, no, what? it's... No, no, no. It's just... Groovy uh, Fox hmm. is the main one it, on Twitch and then uh, Groovy Fox TV. So there is a small difference, but I'm toying with the idea of turning the whole... turning everything across the board to Groovy Fox TV. Some people would say... T- Groovy Fox TTV because that lets you know that I'm a streamer but I was like uh plus as I move forward into other things I think like Twitter and stuff like that I'm Groovy Fox TV on a lot of new because <laughs> I think GroovyFox.com is actually a elderly woman's shoe company <laughs> actually yeah oh my so, god yeah I looked that up afterwards just to like put that in the chat and be like, hey, come check out Groovy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Groovy Fox is a women's shoe company. When I was looking for websites for GroovyFox.com, and I'm pretty sure that's one of the ones first ones that came up. So I was like, huh. I was like, well, so let's differentiate a little bit. <laughs> huh. Since when was I? Yeah, right. Like, At this point, I'm closer to Al Bundy, probably trying to sell him the shoes. <laughs> just come in up people Bye, you just friend. came to the wrong website <laughs> trying to pick you back up have fun you can't yeah right you're already here you already heard it you can't forget it I think you should just get like half the uh, half the money from that old lady uh, for buying the shoes because now you share yeah. the same name. I might have to go and actually make a bunch of similar accounts so nobody can try to piggy tail <laughs> piggyback on my channel. Uh, well, that's another great thing that I like about streaming and stuff like that. As I'm starting to, I don't know, notoriety would be the right word, but as I have a lot more people coming through and stuff like that, I've met a lot of interesting people that are like, I'm going to try to do something like you're going to do on my channel because you have a lot of fun with it or be like I like what seeing what you're doing so much. I'm going to start my own streaming channel, and that's actually really, really inspiring and actually really complimenting because it's like really, <laughs> it's like <laughs> really you chose stupid. Like Come you, on. you got to be telling me that you're like, well, if this guy can entertain double digit numbers of people. It's <laughs> like it can't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy, anyways? He has he has the beard and all. Yeah, right. In everything. In, in the random butt slaps. 
gravy like all that most of that stuff is all just stuff that i find find out like i think like the whole groovy nation i think when i made my chat bot i was like well everybody it's either the zpn like i don't know what zpn but just as an example like the zpn fam family or or zpn nation or something like that so i was like well it's either going to be the groovy fam or the groovy nation because there's enough fox fams and things like that out there so i prefer to go for the groovy thing because that's me and uh but i was like the groovy nation thing that was just something that got put into the chat bot when people followed and then people started to pick up on that and carry it with them and be like, oh, what's going on in the Groovy Nation today? Or this person just became part of the Groovy Nation or what's going on? You know, like that kind of thing. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, people are actually noticing that. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I changed the like the discord. It was the Groovy Fox show for a while. But then as I started to change things around, leaning towards what works, I, uh, everything became the embassy of the groovy nation. So I was like, well, I was like, we're the groovy nation now, unfortunately, (laughs) that ship's already sailed. And I was like, so what do we need? We need our embassy so we can interact with the other people and people can come for diplomatic, diplomatic community. (laughs) Come join. We will not throw you out. You can say whatever you want as long as it's in the right channel. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, but a lot of it just comes from seeing what works with people and stuff like that. Like the whole gravy thing, I'm pretty sure somebody put that in as a typo and called me Gravy Fox. And then I was like, oh, I was like, I got all the gravy. The groovy. They're right, the groovy gravy. I got all the gravy, more gravy than you can handle. <laughs> and then it just, it, it stuck, just stuck and started to roll with it. And then a lot of the stuff, it's just sees, see what works with people and then just lean into it as hard as I possibly can. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's definitely a lot of fun. And, you know, I like to like even on the discord, like I'll go into input and see what people want. Like I've literally had I think when we finished Doki Doki, I was like, Let's, you should try, play. You should play Chrono Trigger. So I literally went and just downloaded Chrono Trigger immediately. <laughs> and Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I was there for that. So then- um, you were like, okay, what should we play next? And I remember one of them said, uh, Amoris. And if you guys don't know, that's uh, that's a no no kind of game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not because it has a lot of hate because it includes furries, but also because it has. Yeah. I'm like, I want to, I want to stream either. Oh, who was it? Someone really wanted it. was Al. <laughs> she really was like, you should play coming out on top. No, it wasn't. It wasn't coming out on top. It was one of those risque dream dead. It wasn't dream. It was one of the other ones. That's really. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah it's time. really risque. And then I looked into it, and I was like, "This says it has a graphic sexual content." Like, warning. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> more than happy to play through that a couple of times. <laughs> I'm like, just maybe not. Might not be one of those things that fits on the right side of terms of service, but you know, I don't want to risk it. <laughs> you know. Let's see. Um, what do you think your next horror game would be? Oh, I kind of want to go back to the Resident Evil 2 remake because only two people were watching me while we played them. <laughs> so now that we actually have a little bit more of a following, I want to see what kind of numbers I can pull in. But right now we're playing Bioshock 
which leans pretty heavily into the horror content. And then also I got myself a couple of Tommy Bahama shirts, got myself some nice breezy shorts. So we're probably going to be playing Dead Island, which again, I think I've showed off my one of my one of my uh, breezy shirt, Tommy Bahama shirts. And I think it's like pink and has like palm trees and skulls on it. And Jacksmith was like, that's throwing off a Dead Island vibe. And I'm like, snaps fingers. I was like, light bulb. <laughs> so I like, yes. got myself like a straw hat and some sunglasses and stuff like that. So yeah, so Dead Island's definitely up on the menu too. We're definitely going to be playing that. Just got that off of Steam. But a lot of it, it's just things that I would already want to play anyway. All I need is just a nudge in the right direction as to whether or not people would actually want to watch. So, yeah, that'll definitely be one of the things. Plus, I got to fill up some time until this, uh, the, uh, got to fill up some of the time until some of the holiday releases and stuff come out. Like, I was just looking at the remaster for Medieval, which comes out in October, and I'm definitely going to be that, being an old PlayStation gamer and stuff like that. So, that definitely took me back watching the remake footage of that. So, that'll be up, but that's going to be in October. So, I'd say probably like the next thing that's going to be played. It'll be like the next big playthrough for the channel is probably going to be Dead Island and maybe one of the Resident Evil games. Yeah. All right. Well, you already know what I'd probably recommend. Either the game that we're currently making <laughs> right now or um, uh, Layers of Check out Layers of Fear. Because those two are great. Yeah, no, I've seen Layers of Fear and it looked really interesting, but... I'm not sure. It's always kind of... I think Carl was saying it. If you it's easy to be a big fish in a small pond or a big fish in a puddle because if you can like if you can just get six five five to ten people that'll come and watch you play whatever you're gonna play then once you get that even if a game has low viewership it's you get a lot more note you get a lot more noticeable on that even if this then if you can get like 10 people into your chat then it's gonna put you towards the top end of the list when you click on the game and then you would possibly be the biggest streamer in that game so i'm not sure how much of a viewership players of fear has but the game itself looked really interesting also have the amnesia games as well oh, yeah. but those games might be a little bit too dark <laughs> for my because yeah, they're like i don't even just mean like thematically like they're just really really like you got to turn the brightness up <laughs> on the tv to be able to play oh, it yeah so I've kind of thought about those and I'll definitely play your game. So you have to let me keep me updated on how that's going because I'd be more than happy to play once it's oh, all yeah. done. Yeah, and if we can get the game to stop like being on hold, <laughs> cough, cough, if any of you who are in my uh, my Discord and develop team are listening to this, cough, cough, you should get back to Stop work. playing games. Because it's been, what, like two months? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm not even joking. It's been two months since I've heard anything from them. And it's like, I asked you to do one small thing and I haven't heard from you since. It's like, did your computer explode? Is that is that one small thing, like, destroying everything you own? Or what happened? True challenge of indie game development. <laughs> Getting the people to get back to work. <laughs> I know. And it's like, sure, we, sure, like, it's, it's around the summer. Actually, it's in summertime, pretty sure, right now. So I understand, but, like, they should at least tell me if they're not going to be there anymore because the director's job is to make sure that everything yeah. works smoothly. If if you don't know where anybody is, it's kind of hard to make sure everything works yeah, You can't smoothly. steer the ship if people aren't checking in and letting you know what's going on. 
you can't see the ship without the rudder. <laughs> if that people shoveling the coal into the furnace, get back to work. Put your backs into it. I mean, even with the coal in the furnace, that'd be like one singular person. I could still do something. Yeah. But if there's no sails and there's no wind, you can't move yes. the ship. <laughs> well, anyways, um, besides that point, have you uh, any suggestions or anything for anyone else who might be interested in streaming? My, I can give you people, I've watched a lot of stuff because I do always do a lot of research usually before I start doing a project because I would say probably about 60% of it is research beforehand and then 30% of it is networking with people and then about 10% of it is actually doing it. <laughs> so, you got Don't forget about like the the, the, the 0.5% of just knowing what you're doing. Everything else is weighing it. You don't have to know like, what you're doing. Just dive right in. <laughs> Stream doesn't yeah, crash. Exactly. That's the only thing you got to worry about. And you can figure it out as you go because most of the people on Twitch are pretty forgiving. But yeah, I got a lot of advice. I mean, I watch a lot of stuff. I mean, with people that are trying to get, you got to network, you got to go. I will I'm recommend hands down the best way to network is getting into Discord finding some good discord groups where you jive with the people meet people that you like meet people with similar interests make friends find a decent computer having a decent uh, computer definitely does help i would not recommend trying to stream off of a laptop unless you have a really strong laptop i think i had like an or my yes xbox. you can i mean it's xbox i never used xbox i used i'm a playstation guy myself even though i have the xbox I mean, Xbox is pretty good for streaming, just not mine. Like, um, if you've ever seen any of my streams, which you probably haven't because I'm not that popular. But um, I stream sometimes. And if you've ever seen my streams, there's almost zero quality. Uh, I cut out almost constantly, and there's constant static from the um, from the headset. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it can definitely... Early on, it can definitely be a challenge, but then you just kind of focus on what you're doing right, and then maybe put a little bit of, if you can possibly can, put a little bit of investment. It doesn't take a lot, I would say, outside of my computer, which I originally got for playing games and not actually for running the stream. It, uh, I would say, probably the most expensive thing I got was the capture card. And then once I started playing games on the, uh, PC then I was like well I haven't even turned my PlayStation on in probably a month so I don't even use my capture card really anymore and I'm like crap but like the other things it's like you know I started out with like a $15 webcam that I got off of Amazon I think I spent $40 on my microphone and that included the microphone and the little mount for the computer with the little scissor arm on it. So the microphone itself was only like 25 bucks. And most people don't, I've never heard a complaint about my audio. So you don't need to put a lot of investment into it. You just kind of get the basics and move forward with that. And then once you start to get a little bit of attraction, then you start to do a little bit more of investment and stuff. Like when I was streaming from my laptop, I played probably seven days to die and maybe like a random game here and there. I feel like the first three or four months of the stream and that laptop was terrible I wasn't sure what I thought it was my internet but I was like mm-hmm. seven, uh, dead by daylight I think I just said seven days to die but I meant dead by daylight I was playing dead by daylight 
couldn't even get it to play a smooth 30 frames per second and it wasn't even running the game it was just pulling from the capture card or the playstation remote play app like i couldn't get it to look smooth and it was frustrating the hell so i mean i would recommend maybe investing into a pc it's better to have a pc a desktop than it is a laptop because then you can play with it and you can upgrade and stuff like that. it's a lot easier to make upgrades to your desktop and easy to learn that stuff a lot of it's pretty much nowadays i'm not technically oriented really in any way imaginable so like if it doesn't just plug into usb i'm usually too much work for me to mess with it so i keep things pretty basic on my stream but all the magic happens behind the stream. If you look good, what's Marilyn Manson said it the best. He's like, if you come in and you act like a rock star and you look like a rock star, it doesn't matter if you've never been on stage before. Somebody somewhere is going to start treating you like a rock star. And then once you get your foot in the door, you just keep on moving forward. So Yeah, and that's a beautiful way to look yep. at it as well. And he's a total douchebag, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, I hate Great. to take his advice or share it with anybody but he's got an excellent point if you play the part well you know it can do do wonders and then everything else you just kind of fall into see what works you got to make some changes and stuff like that it's a lot easier to do it at the beginning and then if you're lucky oh, it's another bit of advice I would have if you're up and coming and you're trying to build your own following you, there's other I would say earlier, there's two kinds of streamers, people that play games and people that play because they have a personality. The personality, if you can do it, is usually the best way to do it. Because if you have a game that you like to play, they might be coming there just for the game. So if you decide to change your game, I think Carl said you've got like a 50-50 chance that they're going to follow you unless they really like you for who you are. Like I'm not good at really any games. <laughs> I just have fun playing them and I'm make friends with people along the way. And I've been really lucky to really say that most of the people that I know that I would say are regulars to the stream, well, you pretty much come and watch me play whatever that I'm gonna play because I can take something that's pretty boring and usually make it pretty entertaining if I have somebody to talk to or somebody to bounce jokes off of, it usually works pretty well. So if you can actually get a couple of friends or people that you know in real life to maybe come hang out in your stream so that you can showcase your personality and see how the real you kind of come out because sometimes it's hard to shoot that. That's actually a huge, huge bonus. I know not everybody, even when you're starting out, you can maybe get the 50 followers, but it's hard to get that three or four person average. That's usually one of the biggest things that I would recommend to people because that's what worked for me in the beginning was just get a couple of friends. I mean, I don't have a lot of them. Like one of them was just a friend that saw me on Facebook and started hanging out in the chat. Another one was my brother who was my first mod on the chat watching me play games and stuff like that because we play all the same kind of stuff and talking to them and stuff like that and then we started making more friends along the way and meeting more people and stuff like that so that definitely helped yeah now let's see you've already explained uh, I was going to ask where the name come from but I just remember that oh wait you already explained <laughs> that uh, let's see so your yes. YouTube channel. You react to a lot of things. Is there anything else that you do on there? Right I now, I mean, I'm it's pretty basic. I mean, between work and Twitch and personal stuff and the YouTube, I'm pretty much 
all my time is loaded up, but I'd like to start reacting to news videos and stuff like that. So then Groovy Fox News is oh. something, even if it's just gaming or horror movie news. I mean, I think I got okay. the Final Fantasy VII teaser trailer, which came out like the month before E3. It was like a one minute and 15, uh, one minute and 15 second teaser trailer. They didn't show much, but just making a quick thumbnail and doing a quick reaction and talking about it. I think that video was 700 views for someone that's only got 30 followers, <laughs> 30 subscribers on YouTube. The numbers on that worked pretty good. So Groovy Fox News is something that I'm kind of been rolling around with because the reaction stuff is pretty easy. When I've got to make something that's a, like a movie trailer review for Endgame, Brightburn, or X-Men Dark Phoenix, or the new Child's Play movie, it can take hours and hours and hours. I know I spent probably 12 hours on a 20-minute end, end Avengers Endgame review. So that stuff takes a lot of time. But things like trailer reactions, it's usually something that you can do in like an hour or two if you get into a rhythm of knowing how you're going to do it. It actually can make it really easy. So I'd like to kind of start doing movie news and stuff like that and have Groovy Fox News in it. And then some ideas that I have, what I got, like I think it was the reaction for the Batwoman CW TV show. And anytime you're going to put SJW cringe, I don't like to get too far into that kind of politics because it's a lot of trolling and douchebaggery. But oh yeah, it is kind of a lightning rod and people like that. So like I'm trying in the back of my head to roll around ideas for creating characters to have on the YouTube channel. And part of the ideas that I have is having almost like my own superhero character and the idea rolling around oh. is the crimson cringe. So it would be somewhat like a like a like a red man fox take on a character, probably with a really over the top uh, Batman Dark Knight voice as long as it doesn't kill my voice. And just looking at stuff, or even maybe using a voice modulator, and just really making fun of it as hard as I can. Because I'm usually pretty straightforward on YouTube, because I love movies and stuff like that. So when I talk about stuff, I don't want to put people off. Like, I've kind of, I already recorded a review for the new Child's Play, but I didn't really like it. So I don't know whether I even really want to put it together and put it out there, because the movie didn't really impress me at all. But... It's something that I could see myself really making fun of as hard as I possibly could because I just thought it was just boring and just ridiculous. And then I watched the original the other night and I was like, this is just awful. So maybe come some characters to kind of do on my YouTube channel. I feel like that might be something or kind of kind of like like uh, Andy from Stitch Together Productions or Goulash and Dr. Wolfila from Dr. Wolfila or like some of the other horror YouTubers and stuff like that. We will just, <laughs> but like some of the no, no, it's fine. The other horror YouTubers and stuff like that, uh, they kind of some of come, some of them come up with their own characters, like Count Jackamus and characters like that where it's not just one person being you know you have someone like cody leach which is just a horror movie fan it's just straightforward guy talking about stuff or like chris stuckman he's pretty big where he just talks about stuff and they're not putting on a character but then you have some of the other ones 
that they're trying to be almost like their own little take on like the late night horror show host, like an Elvira or a Dr. Shock, where they've totally made their own character, like uh, Grim Gory and the Mummy, which is a husband and wife team where the wife kind of dresses up, not exactly like a mummy, but kind of like a mummy kind of Egyptian kind of priestess. And then the husband is Gory. And he's a gorilla and he has like a greaser, like a gorilla with glasses and like a leather jacket. So he's like this greaser gorilla look. And like they kind of created their own characters, you know, on top of it. They have their own IRL streaming and stuff like that that they do on the sides where they're not really putting a character on. But I would like to try to come up with my own character or something like that. I would, that's something that I'd definitely be interested in doing. Either that or just doing... Uh, groovy fox news talking about news articles and stuff like that because that stuff doesn't take you know i don't even do scripts like i tried to write a script for the avengers Endgame, but it was so much work to stay on the script and then to write the script on top of all the editing and i was like this is this is too much for one guy with a webcam <laughs> with the experience Hell yeah. so i was like that was a little bit too it Oh, excuse me <laughs> that was a little too ambitious for me I think at the beginning so right now we're just trying to see what works and trying to push towards that first 100 follows so then we can get the custom YouTube slash user slash groovy fox TV instead of the whatever random generated thumbnail address that it has now so be my, my first benchmark there but I do have goals for it like I'd like to be I'd want to be on red uh, not red letter media I'd like to be on my goal. Twitch. Well, for YouTube, Twitch, I feel like Twitch is going to move forward regardless. And it'll be the live extension where people can come and interact. And then as far as YouTube goes, I would, I don't know. YouTube, I, my goal for eventually for YouTube is to get the movie reviews and stuff like that to be a real regular series and stuff like that and get more traction on that and see what people like and see what people don't do reviews and stuff like that for groovy scott <laughs> excuse me do the reviews and stuff like that for the groovy's grindhouse series where i talk about lesser known horror movies or things like that and then start to really build that up too that's like my first goal and then my dream goal is to be able to be to be able to interact with people like dr wolfia or like Cinemassacre, I love those guys too. And they're from New Jersey. So they're only a couple hours drive away from me. And I just, they were actually at the local expo center like the other weekend. And I wouldn't seen them because they did Cinemassacre review live, but I was like, I didn't know in time. So I couldn't take off of work or I probably wouldn't have been able to take off work anyway. So that would be my dream to be like, go on there and walk on and bullshit with them about some movies and stuff like that. That would be pretty awesome. Or maybe to get to the point where I get enough notoriety where I can actually go see the movies a week early and then get in front because it's like, I'm going to do my Dark Phoenix review. The movie's been out for like four weeks and they're already pulling it out of theaters because it bombs so hard. Yet here I am sitting on this 30-minute review. <laughs> Wait, needs the yeah. thumbnail and for me to upload it, which I really need to get on because it's been done for over a week. <laughs> so, but you know. It's a completely different beast over there. It's like uh, you see all the stream doctors or the stream coaches, whatever you want to call them, and they talk about how when you look at building up a stream as a business, it's almost like you want to build something up that's like a religion. The stream is the church where people come to hear you talk and hear you read from the book. 
man that you're building is like what they teach door to door, like the Jehovah's Witnesses. Have you heard about? <laughs> No, I have not heard of this. Yeah, you know, you take that with you. And then the YouTube channel would be, I guess, where you have like your stuff that's on tape where it's all canned content and people can watch it whenever you want. Like I might not get my Brightburn or Avengers Endgame. It's like, sure, I might only get, my regulars might watch it and I might get like 30 reviews on a video that I put like 10 hours into. <laughs> but uh, once the movies come out on DVD, then they'll always have a second life. When they come out on streaming services, then people might start looking them up and stuff like that to see what people talk about them. And then I know in the future, I'm probably going to get more in depth into talking about certain movies and stuff like that. What's a good example? The Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was actually released the same weekend as Jurassic Park. <laughs> and it was a bomb. It was considered to be like the first bomb of Arnold Schwarzenegger's career. But when you go back and you look at it in a modern kind of setting, it's such a meta commentary on filmmaking and action movies following the close of the 80s that it's like ridiculous. It's like the kid knows that he's in a movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays the movie character and also plays the real world version of himself. When the you know so his fictional character meets him, the real Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the real Arnold Schwarzenegger almost comes off as a little sleazy because he's trying to plug Planet Hollywood. He tries to hire on the fictional Arnold Schwarzenegger as a stunt double because he's like, yeah, you should we could do mall openings and that kind of stuff. It's got Danny DeVito in it as like a cartoon detective. Yeah, the the look the. Robert Patrick, the T-1000, has a cameo appearance walking out of the police station. So it's like so totally aware of what it is and what it's trying to do. But for some reason, people call it like the first bomb of Arnold Schwarzenegger's career because it's what came out after Terminator 2, which was so huge. And then this movie came out and I don't think people really got it at the time. But to go back and look at it now, it's just something that's so different. And it's one of my favorite movies because the villain in it is, oh, Charles Dance from Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I know he's in it. So that's what I tell people because it's like, what else has Charles Dance been in? Uh, one of the Underworld movies. He was in The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy. What's that? That's like, so it's another 80s movie that nobody wants to watch. Um, yeah. So, and he's great in it, you know, he's an awesome villain. And he was like, he's got some of the best lines in it where he's this little like 12 year old kid that loves movies. And then he gets this golden magic ticket from Harry Houdini. <laughs> then he goes into this action movie for that starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then the villain finds out that this kid has this magical ticket and he's going to come to the real world and jump in the movies and get bad guys from the movies to come out and take over the real world. And it's relatively serious, but he's got some of the best lines in it where he's trying to lie his way out of a situation with the bad guy. And he's like, I'm going to ask you a question and you're going to tell me the truth because I have to tell you, I've killed people much smarter and younger than you. To like a 12 year old kid. <laughs> Oh, dear yeah. God. So it's great. He's such a great villain in that movie. But well, people will view that as it's like, oh, well, this is one of the biggest failures of Arnold Schwarzenegger's career. It's like, well, pretty much everything he did after True Lies was pretty much bombed. So if you want to call that a failure, then I don't know what to tell you because that movie's just nonstop entertainment from the get go, and it knows exactly what it is. It even makes reference to all the things and all the nods and stuff like that that it has going in it. 
and it's just a great movie. So I would love, for example, to talk about that in kind of like a Groovy's Grindhouse where I watch an older movie or a lesser known movie or a less appreciated movie and try to let people know, because you can tell by me talking about it that I just love this movie, but not a lot oh, of people yeah. might have seen it. So if I can get some other people to watch that or get some other people to appreciate it the way that I do, then that would actually be really rewarding. Plus, it would be fun as hell to just do the recording. <laughs> so that's something that I'd love to do. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I love, I'm definitely going to be on Twitch and we're definitely going to move forward. But I really kind of want to switch my focus a little bit more towards YouTube and start making YouTube content. And yeah, so I got a lot of ideas and stuff like that. It's just for one guy that's just starting out and trying to figure things out. It's a little bit daunting. You know, you got to everything yeah. out and stuff like that and uh seems like whenever i start getting traction in one area then everything else starts to go sideways so then you're constantly kind of second guessing yourself or adjusting and that kind of thing and then you start getting the self-doubt and it's like oh you don't want to do it uh, but you have to you have to keep pushing forward that's another piece of advice that you can find in a lot of the stream coaches or things like that is you have to put the content out there even if it's not the best stuff don't let the fact that it's not going to be your best content stop you from putting it out there because you can always fix it in the future. You can always go back and point at people, see how far I've come. I plan on making like I know clip compilations from Twitch are kind of a little passe or whatever, but especially when you don't have good gameplay, they're usually like headshot chains or epic kill chains or some things like that or epic win on battle royale games which i can't even play <laughs> so, i'll probably put one up there that i'll probably take like one clip that i really like from like every month maybe of like my first six months to a year of streaming and then put it in from being like a guy sitting in front using his laptop's webcam because i actually <laughs> i actually started out using the webcam for on my laptop as well to being slowly upgrading my stuff to having choppy gameplay where I was a little bit more entertaining to watch, to having smoother gameplay where the stream actually looks what it looks like now, to having the Twitch sings where it's all me and just going as all into it, you know? So I'd like to do that, but that would be more of like, here's where the channels come from. Here's what we started. Here's where we changed and look at where we're at now and you can guess where we're going to go next <laughs> downhill what we peaked. <laughs> we peaked at the six month mark so but you got to keep doing it you can't like uh they tell you with aa and i have no problem talking about that i've been sober for since february of 2018 and uh if i wouldn't sober then i wouldn't have had the mental fortitude to put the work into the stream i would usually be getting drunk and passing out at like 8 30 9 o'clock every night and i wouldn't be able to focus and put the work into it and you, once i got sober i got my creative edge started to come back to me pretty quickly so i get ideas that run through my head at like a mile a minute it's just enough uh just the process of capturing the good one and holding on to it before it slips back into the ether <laughs> and, uh, you know but you gotta gotta do it but like they say in AA you can't be afraid of the scarecrows because what's a scarecrow it's just something empty there and if you can get scared off easily 
you're going to get scared off and you're never going to make it past it. But once you know what the scarecrow is, it's just something empty there to kind of stop you from doing this or that. And you realize it's not going to hurt you that you don't got to be afraid of it. And once you're fearless, you know, when you're fearless, you're dangerous. That's where the fun starts. <laughs> yeah. So I got like, I got life things I could talk about too. So we don't know. Sometimes, sometimes oh, we yeah. like to get deep. We, we sometimes not all the time, but I like to talk about that stuff too. I got no problem talking about it. It's one of those things you talk about it. It makes you feel better because you're not keeping it to yourself. So, you know, but I'm proud of myself for that. I'm proud of myself for the Twitch. I'm gonna, I'm hoping to get more success on YouTube, but I got to start putting more content out there. So, you know, it is what it is. So it's a process too. It's a learning process. I'm also learn from watching other people do things and stuff like that all the time. So if you're not doing it, then you just watch somebody else do it. If you can't learn from watching them, yeah, maybe go get some training or something like that. But I feel like I learned just by watching a lot of other people doing stuff and stuff like that. So I'll figure out what works and then we'll start doing more interesting stuff. And yeah, we'll take it from there. Or I'll just get frustrated at it and just <laughs> just be like, get too pouty at it and just, just I don't know, just go cry in a corner. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Because that's the best, course, the best of course of action. If you're not, like my dad always says, <laughs> if you're not good at something the first time you do it, you're never going to be good at it. So you should definitely stop trying. <laughs> Yeah. I'm kidding, but paraphrasing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, one thing that I think you should yeah. react to on your channel is a terrible, terrible movie. I mean, it's a wonderful <clears throat> movie called uh, Birdemic or Bird Again. The Birdemic, yeah, because there's a couple of them. There's more. Pretty than sure one. there's at least a Birdemic too. <laughs> Dear God, <laughs> I still yeah. That. It's one of those movies. Sometimes they're making a tongue-in-cheek film, and they know that they're making a bad movie, but they don't care. Supposedly, like the room was. Oh, we were trying to make a bad movie the whole time. No, <laughs> they made a Birdemic movie where they were thought they were making a serious film, but it was just so bad that people couldn't take it seriously, and it just became a in its own right. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, what was it, Alien 3? Alien 3, it's a difficult to say what happened with Alien 3 because... It, I mean, the director disowned it. Because the studio wanted to take everything from it. It was supposed to be a lot different than what they originally intended. So when he signed on, it wasn't supposed to actually be in... A, I'm a huge movie buff, which you're about ready to find out. So that movie was originally supposed to be set on a monastery planet, not on a prison planet. So they weren't supposed to be prisoners. They were supposed Whoa. to be monks. And it was supposed to have a lot of spiritual overtones and stuff like that. But they were like, oh, that's too cerebral and stuff like that. We'll just have it be a prison planet. So then they can all try to be muggers and rapists and stuff. And But I mean, that dynamic would have been way more interesting than uh, that. I mean, I can already roll ideas off. Imagine if some of these guys were like totally whacked and started worshiping the aliens and stuff like that. That could have been really interesting. What I think was stupid as hell was Aliens versus Predator. <laughs> because they talk about how the Predators always go places where it's high heat. Like in the first one, they go to the jungles in Cambodia. I don't think it was Cambodia. But they're going to the jungles, like in the rainforest or whatever, wherever it was. And then in the second one with Danny Glover, 
it was in Los Angeles during like the big heat wave where crime was spiking and everything was getting out of control. So then why did they build a temple in Antarctica? <laughs> so, oh my God. To keep them out, obviously. Yeah, right? Because it makes people easier to track with the heat vision. Yeah. Sure. Because it's like, you know what's easy to make? Snow. <laughs> we'll just have everything be set in snow. And it's like, that'll be perfect. And it's like, uh... There's a Sure. You know what Paul Paul W.S. Anderson directed that film? <laughs> you know what the W.S. stands for? Worthless shit. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's made one, maybe two. Mortal Kombat and Invent Horizon. After that, it was like his movies, like even the Resident Evil movies, it's like they just totally went sideways and started building their own thing. And it's like... They made Resident Evil Yeah, he did Evil the first movies? two Resident Evil movies as well. Oh, oh yeah, dude! They made like five Resident, five or six of them, actually. Really? I thought it was just the game. Oh, it's no. all those movies with Nola Jovovich, which where they're all real actiony and stuff like that. They took inspiration from the movies and made that into the stuff that you, some of it even made it into Resident Evil Four. But definitely Resident Evil Five and Six took a lot of inspiration because they're like oh well these movies were successful let's make the games like the movies and then they started moving away from the horror into those really bloated action pieces and stuff like that and uh yeah like they even took the scene from one of the uh first resident evil movie when they're in the hallway with the lasers and then like they the lasers fly down the hallway and like all the different patterns and stuff and they have to like dodge them and stuff like that that was actually seen that they lifted directly out of the first movie and then put it in Resident Evil 4. So, yeah, so there was a lot of... Yeah. Were they actually good movies? Uh, I don't like them. <laughs> I maybe like the first two, but then they get really ridiculous where it's like, well, this is a zombie apocalypse kind of situation, but it's like, well, everybody seems to be surviving pretty well in the little communities that they find. And then they ruined, like, all the characters from the games were just either in there for name recognition or were just totally different. Like, Claire Redfield and Chris Redfield, like, they're small supporting characters in the Resident Evil movies. And the movies all follow... Mila Jovovich's, Mila Jovovich's Alice character and it's like well they just made this character for the movies and then somehow the whole movies ended up getting all of them revolve around her character so it's just like ugh and Wesker's in a couple of times but he's kind of used I guess he kind of he's relatively accurate like they made him accurate to re- how he was in like Resident Evil 5 at one point so yeah now there's positives and negatives to them, but I really don't really, I'm not a huge fan of them, especially after like the first two. Like the second one, they tried to do a Resident Evil, like a Raccoon City movie. So it was relatively entertaining for fans of the games. But then by the time they did like the third, fourth, fifth, I'm not sure how many they actually made, but they just started getting, I don't know, just bloated and over the top. And they started just being really goofy action movies. And I just, I don't know. It wasn't the same. It was like the worst parts of the fifth element. If you ever saw the fifth element. No, I recommend it. It's like an anime that was turned into a movie. It's great. Actually. Yeah. It's like all sorts of bright colors and neon lights and stuff like that with also aliens and stuff. It's actually one of Mila Jovovich's better Jovovich. 
So it's basically something you shouldn't watch if you. No, I probably wouldn't watch it if you have any issues with epilepsy. We should probably put that warning on that. All right. Cool. <laughs> Maybe desaturate some of the colors and take a step back with the sunglasses on. You know. <laughs> it's a oh yeah. Oh, that's a completely, completely different series of movies. <laughs> All right. Oh, we've been going for longer than an hour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have any finishing words? Uh, no, not really sure. I mean, if anybody's out there and they're just starting streaming, like I said, start basic. Figure out something that you like. You don't have to be a one stream, one game. You don't have to be a one game stream help but it's hard to find a foothold when you don't have any following from any other social media or anything like that to build up with two or three people in games like Fortnite and apex legends it's going to be a really hard climb to the top of those lists for you i mean some people can do it but it's going to make your life a lot more difficult so find stuff that you like that brings out the best in you and then focus on that kind of stuff because if people see that you're having fun playing then they're going to have fun watching you. And if they really like you and you can make that connection with them, they'll watch you play anything. And then at that point, you don't have to worry about what games you're playing. You might fluctuate numbers a little bit, but you're going to be able to take your fans with you no matter where you go because they like you for who you are and what you're bringing to them, whether it would be someone to listen to, someone to laugh at, someone to laugh with. You know, that's what you really want. And when people start talking about building up your own community, that's the gold. That's what you really want. You want people that can give you input. You find out what they like, give them what they want, and then they'll keep coming back. But it, if, you, if you don't have success at the very beginning, you just have to keep working at it. I mean, I went from the end of October to the beginning of March, and I had probably less than 30 people following my channel streaming like three nights a week. But then once I started to meet people and networking with other people, I think in March, I doubled up to almost 70 follows. And then by the time April was done, my 70 follows had been close to 200. So you can get big spikes and then it's not always going to be good and it's not going to be easy. You're definitely going to have bad streams. So if you're one of those people that gets easily discouraged when things aren't going well, you have to be mentally prepared going into it for the bad times. You know, you don't have to stream every night of the week. You probably better off streaming three or four nights a week and just focusing on putting out really good content and being really into it when you play. Don't stream when you're not feeling it because if you're not having fun, it's going to make you feel worse when other people start dropping out because they don't want to watch you sitting there having a bad time. And it's just going to make things worse. So you have to be mentally prepared for the bad times as well. It's actually one of the main issues that I have on my own channel when things aren't going my way. Uh, you can read it on my face when I'm having fun and when I'm not having fun. When I'm not having fun, then I don't even want to be on there. I don't want to be on the camera. I'm not going to be give, able to give it 100%. So you have to be prepared for failure too. And there's nothing wrong with failing because lots of people in the world fail up. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, right? So... You know, don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid to experiment. If you possibly can, try to get a couple of friends that'll come to your channel because that'll help you develop, maybe not even develop your on-air personality, but it'll actually help you bring out the real you. And once you can get that out there and figure out how to bring that out, then people will start noticing that and people will start coming to that. And that'll be the difference between 
somebody that's growing really fast to somebody that's got a thousand followers that can't get three people into their chat. You know, you see that all the time. And then don't pay attention to the numbers. Just focus on having a good time. If you can possibly can. I, some people say, watch the numbers. The numbers is something that you usually like to watch afterwards. If you're paying attention to it while you're on stream, things aren't going good. You're going to wonder, why am I not doing good? Why aren't the people hitting the follow button? And that can actually be really uh, discouraging. I know it is for me. So we just figure out what you want to do figure out how you're going to do it get a couple of friends that might be interested check out discord definitely download discord and start checking out some discord groups because you can actually meet a lot of people that want to go out there and support you i wouldn't have been able to get the affiliate status on twitch without the support of people i would say that i could name one person who single-handedly pushed me from being 30 follows to where i'm at now and uh, I can't thank them enough for that because they actually had the faith in me to keep promoting me and sending people to my channel to get them to follow. And that made all the difference. I think I was hoping to be affiliated at the six month mark. And then I think I got there at about four and a half. And at the three month mark, still only at like third, less than 20 people. Some people get huge, big, it might not be you. Maybe it's, it might take you a year, but you'll get there eventually. You just have to keep moving forward and uh, yeah, find out what works, find out what your chat likes, find out what kind of audience that you want to build and keep working towards that. Don't try to build your audience for people that aren't coming to the channel anyway, because it's better to keep people. I'd rather have 15 people that come to my chat every time that I know I can exactly what they're coming there for than to try to figure out how to get 30 people into my chat and if I start doing something that they don't like, they're just going to click away to the next stream. Not everybody can do that. Some people can jump from being only four or five people to being 30, 40 people just by changing what game they're playing. But chances are those people, they're not going to follow them if they start playing something else. So what you really want is you want the people to come there for you. You want to make a connection with people and you want to start really building a community. Building the community is the most important thing because people will take that with them People will talk about it. If people are talking about your game, if people are talking about your stream because of the game you're playing, they're going to tell people about the game that you're playing. If people are coming to your stream for you, they're going to talk to the people about you. And then that's what's going to bring more people in. Anybody can go. Nobody wants to scroll all the way down to the bottom of the list when there's thousands of streamers on there. It's too much of a pain in the ass. And Twitch doesn't have a good filter for you to start from the bottom up. So that would be my advice. Just keep doing it know that there's going to be bad times try to get a couple of friends to help you out at the beginning so you can find your footing and how you like to carry yourself and uh just prepare yourself prepare yourself for failures because it's going to happen and it's not going to be an overnight thing it's actually going to be a huge marathon for you and you have to also know exactly what you want whether you want to just be a streamer that's just there for fun having a couple laughs that's good if you want to be a streamer that's trying to build a business model or trying to build yourself up as a professional streamer, then you're going to have to put a lot more work into it. And you can always go to resources like Discord. You'll find good people. Uh, YouTube, there's a lot of people that have stream coaching videos on there. Everything that I'm telling you guys, I've either learned from experience, saw other people doing it on Discord, or I watched a hell of a lot of YouTube videos at the very beginning. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say do your research, know what you're aiming for, get a couple friends that'll help you out at the beginning if you possibly can, 
because that'll give you those numbers and help bring out the best in you so you other people notice that. And then, yeah, just keep pushing forward. You'll make it there sooner or later.